This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. This is the last month of 2022. Can Ooh. you believe it, Frederick? December. Already a month full with holiday and Christmas and family gatherings and fun and rest. But not yet. We still have a while to get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. The holidays are always a, I'm also a turbulent time of the year. Mm. Um, there are perhaps some people that have a wonderful season, mm. but then there are others that face many, many, many challenges. Mm. But before we get to that... It's really long awaited, hey? Many oh. people wait for the holidays for so long, and, and this time of the year, everybody's tired. Right? Yeah. People can't wait to go on holiday and say, oh, we're going to have a break, and everybody's talking about, what are you going to do for the holiday? Mm. And, uh, mm. It's such a lovely time. But like you said, it, it can be hard, especially for people maybe who had love, uh, lost loved ones over the year, uh, it's always a difficult time mm. or any significant things that had happened then it's kind of emphasized in, in the holiday time. Hey? You know, I'm thinking about uh, people who are not, perhaps not too very happy in their work. Mm. And it's this time of the year when they have end of year functions and uh, parties. And if somebody is ostracized at work, man, these things, these Events can be very, very challenging for mm. for them, um, uh-huh. and, and and we really need to have some things that we can do to help us through mm. these difficult, challenging times mm. in this season. Mm. Right. Yes, and and also, in spite of all the merry, some mm. people can end up being lonely. Hey, mm. even when there are many people around us, it actually has nothing to do with. Being alone, yeah. people can be lonely even in the midst of, of festivities. And, and that's why I was thinking of the person who's gone to a party, whether it be with family or friends or, or seemingly friends, and they actually on the fringes or on the uh, outer circles of their relationships. Mm. And I think being lonely around people actually emphasizes the mm. loneliness. Absolutely. Um, especially when there are addictions. Like yeah. in our program, it's Into Me See. It's about um, letting the inside out, also letting people be able to look into us. But, mm. but we do this. This is part of the program because we know that people struggling with addictions often have difficulty with mm. this and to connect with others you know, and Suki, especially mm. this time of the year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, my, uh, we've said it before in the program, but my, my addiction is a sexual addiction. And uh, Patrick Carnes has defined sexual addiction as an intimacy disorder. Mm. In other words, that is an inability to connect uh, with people with people around you, with mm. those closest to you, with your work colleagues. Um, and that is a very, very isolated and lonely place to be mm. uh, with an, a struggle to connect intimately with people. Mm. Mm-hmm. But Frederick, you've been recovered now for many, many years. Mm. So 
Do you say that still it's still hard for you to connect with people? Um, Suki, if I look back, um, even long before my addiction was revealed, it was super difficult for me to interact in a social setting. I was perhaps 120% dependent on on you making the social contacts. Mm-hmm. I couldn't engage in uh, conversations. And I think the greatest problem was I could not allow people to see into me. Mm. I could not make myself known. Mm. And if I don't make, when I didn't make myself known, other people don't open themselves so that I can know them mm. and that they can be known. Mm. Mm-hmm. I remember I told you that you're like an oyster with a mm. pearl inside. And when people come close to you, I know there's a pearl inside, but you didn't show other people the pearl. You were so close that you couldn't get people close to you. Is that better now? I know oh, it is, but it I'm is. Just, I yes, just want to so, hear from so your much perspective. Better. Mm. Uh, I just want to say the addiction, Suki, emphasized that and it made me even more tightly closed um, because sexual addiction is a shame-based addiction Mm. and there's lots of guilt and it makes me even less, it made me even less um, open for other people to see into me. Mm. And um, like you say, I've been on a restoration and recovery journey since January 2010 And um, wow, it's twelve years, Frederick. Yep, twelve years on the journey. Wow, and not all those years are years of sobriety. I had four years of sobriety and then a relapse in the end of 2016. Mm. And since that relapse, it's five and a half years mm. up to now that mm. I've been able to celebrate um, a sobriety, mm. in other words, not watching porn. Um, and it's incredible how. My relationships have improved. Mm-hmm. I'm able to, in a group of people, it's difficult mm. because I'm an introvert. Mm. It's still difficult, but much, much, much easier to connect with somebody and say, hello, I'm Frederick. Um, oh, so what brings you here? And mm. start a conversation mm. and allow, pe- excuse me, allow people to start seeing into me. Mm. And maybe it's also good for us to just to admit to people here that even when we started the program like two years ago, Mm. we were really struggling in our relationship, like really badly. We had to work so hard on Mm. our relationship and still today we work. We are part of a a couples program. uh, It's called RCA, Recovering Couples Anonymous, Mm. where couples, where one or more of the couples are struggle with an addiction. Couples can embark on this journey together. And I'm telling people now and also inviting them that they can let us know and we can give them information about this because this is very, very helpful. Mm. It's on a Sunday afternoon at 5.30, that's right, Mm -hmm. where we get together with a group of people that are on the same journey. Mm. And uh, we have a program that that we follow and then we also have sponsors, couple sponsors in, um, from Canada. Mm. And we work as a couple. We work through the 12 steps. And it's been very, very beneficial for our relationship. Yes, absolutely, Suki. But I think one of the conditions, um, uh, RCA talks about the, th- the three-legged stool, mm. is where the, the, uh, one partner 
is going through their own recovery journey. Mm. The other partner is going through their own recovery journey. Mm-hmm. And then together they are going through right. as, uh, as a couple mm. and, imp- and, and examining their own mm. relationships in the 12 steps. And so often... The person without the addiction thinks they don't need help, mm. but they do. Yes. Because and many of these programs like AA, you get Al-Anon for friends and family mm-hmm. members of people struggling with alcoholics. You get um, um, COSA that I'm part of, and codependence that, of sex addicts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's people, it's, it's not people struggling with the addiction itself but in a relationship with someone else. And we also need help. We Mm. also have Mm. negative characteristics and patterns that have developed over the years. And, and, you know, Suki, as you were saying that, um, we we have witnessed so many couples that that divorce because the the man or the woman is is an addict of some sorts. Mm. And then the woman remarries. And she marries exactly the same type of person mm. that she had in the first marriage. Exactly. And I've, in counseling, I had a lot mm, of that where mm. I get the same. They say, I can't believe it, but this man is also a sex addict. Or he's not a sex addict, but he's an alcohol. You know, the, uh, mm. the, free, the first one was an alcoholic and this one is a sex addict. Yeah, yeah. And uh, because of those certain patterns of behavior. Mm, mm. So people really need to get help. Even yeah. if someone's... Um, partner passed away that had an addiction Mm. because chances are that that person might get involved in a similar relationship again yeah um frederick we need to almost take a break now um but i just want to say to the listeners also so this time holiday times have not been easy for you and me i remember Mm. in Mm. times Mm. when our relationship was struggling it was hard for us to be in holidays because often we were isolated. We were away from our normal activities, mm. um, the things that we do, and we got very lonely. And because our relationship was suffering and we were dependent on each other. Interwoven. Mm, and we, we could not have a, a safe in a, a, a relationship. We really needed other people around us. Mm. And I know it's the way with many other people struggling with addictions, irrespective of whatever addiction it is, mm, mm. that you might find that holidays times are particularly difficult. Yes. And that's exactly why this week, this month, we're going to ha- have interviews with different people in different kinds of addictions. And we're going to give tips and ideas of how to get, how to navigate hurts, hang-ups, and habits and addictions during the holiday season because I think it's so important. Yeah, thank you very much, Suki. I'm looking forward to that, but let's take a break now, and after the break, we'll continue. Sure. Welcome back, listeners. And uh, Suki was ending off with a very, very important topic is how do we cope and how do we go through the holidays, especially if we are struggling against some form of addiction, And I think during this holiday season, Christmas season, especially with with regards to alcohol. Oh, yes. That's a big thing this time of Mm. the year. I actually already started like in October, November with all the end of the year parties. Mm. And isn't Mm. it that alcohol is such a socially acceptable drug? Mm. I I mean, we also have a glass of wine. We don't have a problem with that. But... Um, that it's one of those things that people get addicted to so easily and people often don't even know that they're addicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know they are, they are alcoholics. You know, there are many levels of an alcoholic um, and 
But this is the season where alcohol is shared very, very freely. And you're almost considered out of the group if you do not drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward. We're going to talk to Roy Bosch next week. Mm. He's a rehabilitated alcoholic, rehabilitated. And um, he has a he has a wealth of information on how to navigate this difficult time of the year, and you can hear he talks from experience. Actually, Frederick, I had a talk with him this morning now mm. before the interview later, and um, just wanted to talk to him a little bit, and he couldn't stop talking. Mm. I I could have we could have recorded him straight away because he is a wealth. He has got such a wealth of information and he's so passionate. Mm. He knows. And you know, one of the things that he said to me today, he said, how do people know? Often people say to him, how do I know that I'm an alcoholic? And he said, well, is it, is it when I drink two drinks or three drinks? He said, no, no, it has nothing to do with how much you drink. It has to do with the word must. Must I take a drink now or can I not stop myself from doing it? He said that moment when the word must comes into the equation, you mm. know you have a problem. Mm. And people are slow to know they have a problem. And mm. I think that's part of the issue that maybe we're talking to people that are family and friends here listening and they know that maybe their husband or their son, someone they know in their family has got a problem. And that person doesn't admit that mm -hmm. it's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, part yeah. of the problem. And I remember when my dad, you know, my, you know, I think many listeners know my dad was an alcoholic and your dad was also an mm -hmm. alcoholic. So mm -hmm. I remember that Christmas and these holiday times were dreadful for us. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. hated going to work parties because we were scared that my dad's going to, you know, be shameful in his behavior and what happens after that. You know, it was before mm -hmm. the times mm -hmm. of Uber where you could take an Uber mm -hmm. to come mm -hmm. home and mm -hmm. there were not taxis that time of the night if you went with dad on a work party you had to come back with dad on a work party and often he's drunk mm. and then he didn't want my mom to drive because he, he said he wasn't drunk he was fine mm. Mm. and I think it's these people that often need to hear and think about what can I do when these times come and especially now to prepare mm. Mm. that's mm. also mm. when I spoke to Roy this morning um, he said, um, and so please listeners, make sure that you that you tune in next week because he's going to speak to us next week. Mm, mm, and mm. he said that you need to be prepared, but he's going to give a lot more information about this. And you actually need to decide what are you going to do not to fall into that. Mm. So now for maybe a wife of someone that knows that he might be drinking too much to arrange with him in advance while he's still sober that she will get an Uber to go mm, home mm, when mm. she's uncomfortable. Boundaries are so important. Very, very important. You know, Suki, as you were talking about um, Roy giving us tips as how to navigate the holiday season and and hurt, hang-ups and habits, it's not only for those who have um, alcoholics or have an alcohol problem. You know, if I had listened, if, if there was a program like this just five or six years ago, I would have been able to navigate this holiday season for me as a sex addict much better. Mm. Um, and so I, I'm really looking forward to what Roy is going to be sharing with mm. us. Um, so what would you say, Frederick? In what way? How would you navigate it better? 
Because, well, I mean, it's not like you're going to parties or mm, something like that. It's a different situation. So in the past, um, holiday seasons were, especially Christmas, was super uncomfortable um, as a young boy because that is when the drinking took place. Mm. And uh, so as an adult, I felt uncomfortable with Christmas and Christmas parties um, because I had experienced so many negative things. Um, but currently... I can put down boundaries. I can say, if if I were at my family of origin, if that and that and that happens, I'm going to leave the party. Mm. Mm. And um, and even if those things do happen, I will make sure that I'm not triggered. Mm. So in other words, be aware of the emotions that I'm feeling, recognize those emotions, give them the attention they need, and then continue with a much healthier attitude and a mindset. Mm. And if one of the things is a, to um, to put down a boundary or a, a, a implement one of your boundaries, then it's much easier. Mm. And I think, Suki, so very, very important that you mentioned is those boundaries need to be put in place long before exactly. that event takes place. Mm. Because often people struggling with addictions are boundary violators. Yes. So they violate boundaries. And then also family members and friends of those struggling with them are often people that struggle to put down boundaries. Mm. Mm. And so that is like a lethal combination yeah. because that's when these things keep on happening. But talking about that, you know, um, also um, – it's important for people to get help now. Like we said, with CID, we spoke to them last month, to people from CID, um, where people helping people with these kind of situations. Mm, mm. And also for family members and friends to get this kind of help now, mm. even to, to start going to meetings like CID, as like a Christian um, anonymous, I forgot, no, addiction, no. I forgot another name for that. Mm, but mm. people can just go back and, and see um, some of the podcasts from last week, yeah. last month, because we had two programs dealing with CAD. Um, and also uh, maybe Al-Anon. Mm. Um, if you know your husband is struggling, he's not willing to go for help, you go. Or, or even the wife that is maybe struggling with yes, alcohol. Yeah. right, right. Mm. That the husband will go now mm. before it's a problem because if you go to those people, they will also be able to help you mm. um, and to prepare you to know what to do and what not to do during the season. And, of course, not only that, also some of the other um, organizations that we've mentioned for family members and friends. Um, you know what, Suki? Um, this is a time in the past, um, at the height of my addiction, where I isolated. Mm. And um, so I didn't isolate in, like in going for gambling or shopping. Mm. Yes, I did the porn. Mm. And, um, but there are many ways that people can isolate. In other words, withdraw from the healthy relationships mm. that they should be having. Mm. And they actually form a relationship with what they are struggling with, right. whether it be alcohol. Yeah. Our focus is very much on alcohol mm. now, but it could be anything could that be you could be games, use. it could be gambling, could be mm. shopping, especially this time of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a big time for shopping, and I think people with shopping addictions would struggle more as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Mm. And, uh, you know, we use our hurts. Our hurts 
cause us to have hang-ups that eventually develop into habits and at the most develop into an addiction. And then, Frederick, the last two uh, weeks of the month, we're going to speak to Carrie and Bram von Rainsburg from Project Exodus. Mm. Very interesting. They're also helping people with addictions. And you can look them up on the internet. Um, they've got a website. They even have an app mm. that you can download on, on your phone. I actually mm. downloaded it just to see what it's like. Yeah. Very interesting. So, I mean, lately there's so much help available. Yes, yeah. It's on your fingertips, you know, Mm. on the internet, you can go in and like we said, to be prepared this year, not to fall into these things before it happens and to listen to programs, to, you know, to hear, to to listen to expert advice, people that have been through it many, many times before Mm. that can help and guide. Uh, Project Exodus, they're actually in Durban, Frederick, Mm. but they've got people, um, they've got places and branches all over South Africa and helping churches Mm, mm, mm. to to help people with addictions, which I think is wonderful. So listeners, make sure that you tune in and listen to those programs and if you miss them, get the podcast also of Roy that's going to speak and also tell your friends that you Mm. know that struggle with alcohol addictions, or any that they, or, or mm. specifically for Roy now, mm, um, mm. that they will download. His, his podcast is going to be available as soon as after we've done the program. It's going to be available for people to listen to. Mm, so mm. if you know friends or family that, then refer them to that podcast and send the link to them. Maybe mm. it's a good time for you to give us the podcast address. For yes, you. what a wonderful discussions we're going to have this month, Suki. So mm-hmm. listeners, if you want to listen to the podcast, Go to www.kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. And there you can find all of the 100 and something, 117, mm. 118 podcasts that we have, uh, programs we have already recorded. Mm. And uh, you can download it and you can send it to friends uh, mm. and family members. Mm. You can look at topics that are of particular interest mm. and go mm. back. Yeah. Till next time, listeners. Uh, lovely being with you again. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.